Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh-huh. Coffee Conversations with Greg J is on. Good morning. Coffee Conversations, Columbus Song, coffeecompany.com, right? Here where we give you culturally relevant conversations on a variety of topics, always coming from a global perspective. So, you know, we might be right here in our local community where we originate in Long Beach, California, East Village Arts District, Dream Creator Studio. Or we may link up all the way across the world, across the diaspora, because this is important to what we uh, are all about, which is to build bridges of music, arts, and culture all across the globe, from Africa to African-America. That's what we're doing. So many things happening right now. Today, we want to get into a very interesting conversation. As you may know, the state of California uh, passed a bill that uh, approved a task force for uh, to explore reparations proposals. They've been meeting all over the state analyzing how to uh, disseminate reparations, I guess, among the people. Uh, there was a, a recent important ruling that you have to prove that you are an American descendant of slaves. Um, there was so many, uh, I guess, touch points that they are trying to craft in order to get to how to pay reparations. It's a very fascinating process. Uh, I'm kind of wishing there was a better way to monitor everything, but this morning we're going to be talking to a renowned journalist, a writer. No doubt if you uh, ever read any of the Black newspapers uh, in the state of California, you've probably seen some of his writings, and that's uh, Antonio Ray Harvey will be joining us in a little bit. Uh, he's been watching those uh, hearings and those meetings and uh, has a very strong insight into the reparations task force in the state of California. Shout out to the Los Angeles Business Council. I was at their conference up on the campus of UCLA. I saw uh, the sister Stephanie Wiggins, who's the CEO of Metro, all the buses, all the trains that are running through the city. She's the boss. Big job, right? Very impressed. It's my first time, actually second time, but in this type of setting. But uh, yeah, you know, sister got it going on. Big up to Stephanie. She's got a big job and she's doing uh, the work that is required in order to be successful. But anyway, yeah, it was a very fascinating uh, conference. Uh, they were focusing on housing. They were calling it the Mayoral Housing Summit. So it was a lot of people who are doing, you know, big property developers, um, the people who are involved in uh, achieving uh, affordable housing, people involved with addressing directly the homeless situation uh, in the area. It, it was a lot. Congresswoman Maxine Waters was there. Mayor Garcetti was there. And um, uh, Stephanie Wiggins, CEO of Metro, a lot of different high-end, um, you know, executives from the banking world. It was where private sector meets the public sector to discuss uh, housing and the crises that's happening uh, in Southern California, and probably indeed uh, the the country. Reparations in memory of our ancestors. That's what we used to talk about all the time. Front page. Yeah. 
It's a good conversation to have. And I guess uh, at the sociological and distribution level, uh, very much a um, uh, complex, I guess, concern, right? Yeah. Back to the LA Business Council show to give you a shout out there uh, to let you know that we spent uh, the day yesterday on the campus of UCLA exploring the business situations, housing situations that face our region, important election time coming up. And I want you all to make sure that you vote. Uh, we had the mayoral candidate John Jackson on here the other day. And a lot of you were appreciative of that. We'll be reaching out across, uh, you know, Southern California to see if we can get uh, people associated, and if not the candidates themselves, you know, on to our podcast, Coffee Conversations with Greg J. Right now, our eyes are turned to Sacramento, the state uh, capital of California. I met their mayor yesterday, you know, at that uh, LA Business Council. They approved the uh, reparations task force. So they are they're studying how to give reparations out. What are the proposals? How do we do it? Esteemed reporter, journalist, writer, and all around good brother from the California Black Media Network, Antonio Ray Harvey. Where are you, brother? There you are. Uh, here I am. Can you hear me, Greg? I can hear you. Yes, sir. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Man, you've been uh, front and so. First of all, thank you so much for coming on to Coffee Conversations with Greg J. And thank you. For oh, I certainly have been looking for this. I love your work. I love your layout. I love your professionalism. Uh, everything about you know Beach City, and I, I see that you publish a lot of my reports. So hey, thank you, brother. Yes, and I'm sir. Glad you, and I'm glad the LA area, the Southern California area, you know, uh, is is receiving that. I appreciate that. Everybody, yes, thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Well, that's an awesome thing, you know, brother. So now here we go. We got the reparations task force going on in the state of California. First of all, explain to people what ex what exactly is that? Maybe somebody on here that doesn't know, you know? <laughs> what is that, the, the task force? Yes. Okay, all right. Uh, the task force, which is uh, 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 legally titled the Assembly Bill 3121, which is a... Um, bill that was authored by assembly uh, well she was the assembly person now she's the secretary of state uh shirley weber uh she wrote this bill uh i think back in 2019 and the governor signed it in 2020 and what it is they put together a task force to investigate the harms that had been done to uh, black californians uh that was related to uh jim crow laws uh redlining uh, eminent domain and, and things such as that, housing, education, and ec economic things. So basically what they're doing is uh, putting together an investigation to collect data on some of, the, some of the harms and trying to correct those harms. And this has been going on since the first meeting convened. It's a nine-member nine panel. The uh, first uh, meeting convened back in June 2021. Now, this is the first in the nation. That's what makes it significant because, you know, we've been talking about reparations for years and mm -hmm. <laughs> pretty much yeah. everybody else, you know, uh, you know, the Japanese Americans, uh, you know, uh, the Jewish and the Holocaust, the, the whole nine. Everybody has gotten their piece of the pie, mm -hmm. you know, for the harms that affected their communities, but not the black ones. So mm -hmm. all eyes are on California to see if they can get this right. They have a nine member panel. One Japanese American, to, to be exact, uh, I think uh, four women is on the panel and five, uh, uh, four black males, and two of them is uh, lawmakers. And that mm -hmm. would be assembly person Reggie Jones Sawyer is down from the LA area, and uh, also uh, Senator uh, Stephen Bradford. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's a big, it's a big undertaking. But as I said, you know, the, the rest of the country is, is watching to see how this thing turns out. They have to turn in a report by the end of 2023. Matter of fact, they have two uh, preliminary reports that, that that must be turned in by uh, June. And uh, I think right now it covers like 13 harms, uh, atrocities that uh, affect uh, black California. It's great. 
Man, you know, you, you're right. We have been talking about this for a long time. I know all of my years, you've got the late uh, Professor Charles Ogletree was writing right. books about mm -hmm. it and analyzing the, the yep. you know, what could be. You have uh, Dr. David Horn out there at Northridge. I mean, there's just so many people, you know, academics who've been turning over this, this conversation, you know, a lot of lawyers and Oh man, it's been, you're right. It's been a, a big, big deal. We want our reparations. Somebody on our that's listening to us already is like, okay, so they are really gonna give reparations in California? You know what? <laughs> you know it's hard to believe, right? You know, what are some yeah. of the findings findings thus far with the reparations task force that you? Oh, been able to oh man, Ooh. uh, just to put it, you know, put it in a condensed form. Mm. Mm -hmm. I, I've been I've I've covered every meeting. I covered the ninth meeting. They first had the first in person meeting in San Francisco at the Third Baptist Church uh, in the uh, Fillmore District, mm -hmm. which is um, uh, 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 Dr. Reverend Amos Brown. He's the pastor of that church, and he's a member of the task force. Mm -hmm. Okay, and, and yesterday they were talking about you know uh, the prisoner pipeline, uh, prisoner pipeline, uh, and and um, education mm -hmm. harms of it, okay? There's a whole range of issues that's going on with us, you know, that I, I have discovered in these past nine meetings. And it's almost, you want to say it's never ending, but there's stories that I knew going into this whole thing that I would find out about things that I never would before. Mm -hmm. And I've really been focused on, you know, the situation here in California because I have been to the Lynching Museum in, in Montgomery, Alabama. I have been to Birmingham, to the 16th Baptist Church in uh, Alabama as well. I have been on the beaches of the Gulf Coast where, uh, you know, blacks couldn't swim. And I have been to slave plantations in Louisiana and things like that. But I've always been concerned about what were some of the harms that was happening here in uh, California. And that's what this task force, these task force meetings has been uh, able to present. Uh, as I said before, you know, you got the redlining issue. You got the eminent domain. And the eminent domain and all my studies and research here in California pops up everywhere, okay? Mm -hmm. People need to not get an understanding. We have been trying to build, and that's what the reparation, uh, uh, task force reparation has presented also. We have been trying to uh, be productive citizens in our own areas as far as education, businesses, um, and um, 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 I, I said it all, education, business, and in housing and things like that. But some of these things have been taken away. And that's mm -hmm. what the reparation task force meetings that I've been getting an understanding of, especially mm -hmm. with the eminent domain. People have been trying to start their own business. Well, once they do, and they start you know, to prosper, Bruce Beach is an example, which is down there in California, somehow it's taken away from us, mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. So yes, those are some humongous harms okay another thing that i also uh, uh was brought to my attention during these uh presentation greg the highway system mm. how the the highway act of 1957 okay when they started the interstate system how it was designed to destroy our communities especially right there in uh in los angeles with highway 10 okay they went through these black communities, black and brown communities, to try to destroy these communities, okay? Definitely. And some of these communities were coming up, up and up. They were being prosperous, or they just felt that, you know, when people, when there were uh, black uh, people who were doing well who wanted to move in better communities, you know, because they want their kids to go to better schools. They wanted better housing and stuff like that. They found ways to stop them. So that's one of the things, uh, one of the significant things that I have found out through these reparation task force meetings. And I'm just talking about California, you know, that's been so intriguing, so interesting, so remarkable, okay, of some of the things that they have done. And I'll go back to it again. Eminent domain and redlining in the high mm -hmm. housing keep popping up. Okay. You know, it's interesting, Tony. I'm going to tell you, I was at the this uh, conference uh, up on the campus of UCLA for the uh, Los Angeles Business Council. It was the housing summit, and it was there representing uh, the West Angeles Community Development Corporation in my post as a, one of the board of directors. Yeah. But 
Um, as they were talking about the future in California, they referenced very strongly the Eisenhower Transportation Act or doctrine or whatever that was that is what caused these freeway infrastructures to happen, right? And 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 you're right when they executed that in the 50s, 1957, it it did it just cut through the freeways, cut through black communities, and and you know affected them really deeply. Some people will remember, you mentioned the Highway 10. Some people will also remember the 105, you know, the 91 when these freeways came through. They cut, split through the gut of of uh, strong black communities in this area. And I know that cities all over the nation uh, have a similar story. That's what you're talking about right there. You know, yes, and that now exactly at, at this business council, they were talking about, okay, in, in the LA area, 2028, the Olympics are coming. And so the federal government in, in the Build Back Better and all this infrastructure talk that we hear, they're gonna pump trillions of dollars into the region to you know, build more roads, uh, upgrade the roads that they have, all that, all that, all that. You know, so these people do not play, and they kept referencing, you know, uh, the the Eisenhower days, and then also seeking equity so that they don't repeat the history. But we know how that goes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Eisenhower. That was the administration who started yes. this whole thing. And it went from 57 to the middle 1970s. And I'm hearing... Upwards around 700,000 homes and people uh, were displaced because of this massive, under, this massive project, highway project. And they left it up to a lot of the cities, too. I think it was like 41, 42 cities across the country. So you're right about that, Greg. So a lot of communities out there that uh, they left it up to them and their engineers to design this stuff. And, you know, if you go to certain places, like, hey, look. Hey, that place over there in uh, uh, Arkansas, West 9th Street, okay, they're growing, okay? They're spending money in there. These black folks are spending money in their own community. We got to go through that, okay? That's what they did in uh, uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, okay? We all know about the Tulsa thing. That was 20, 30 years ahead, okay? Mm-hmm. But Los Angeles, San Diego, Fresno, okay, um, Sacramento, all right? Those highway projects went through some Every one of those highway projects went through uh, Oakland and San Francisco. Every one of those uh, highway projects went through these communities, and they destroyed these communities. Oakland, San Francisco is really unique, and what I found because those highway systems, when they went through those black communities, everything, all all the highways, 580, 680, Highway 80, um, 880, all made a beeline to San Francisco, but they were cutting through all these black and brown communities to get there. All right. Wow. All this stuff caused pollution. Mm-hmm. As I said, displacement. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mental health problems. Mm-hmm. All this that we suffer today is behind some of these issues, such as the highway construction project. Great. Mm-hmm. 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 Really, really interesting. Now, I heard that the task force has determined that reparations, uh, we would have to prove that we are American descendants of slaves. And it's kind of like, at first you would say, well, duh. But then at the other hand, you're like, well, you know, we in California, we got a little different story than, than uh, our cousins and them down south. You know, it's just like, you know, does that decision take under consideration the history of the great migration and all of that? And then, you know, I think it, it automatically, I can, I can, 
I've been studying my my DNA, and I'm I'm going back fairly far, but I haven't found. I have some I have some Johnsons out there that I will assume at the year that they were born, they were in, they were in slavery. You know, we're talking about 1850. So I'm assuming that Wesley Johnson was a slave, but I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know because I don't have like where is that plantation and thus and so. And I think a lot of people are like that. They like they can't get their lineage, you know, back. And then does you know? I know that my my uncles and my dad they came out of the south riding those trains to get out here to California. You know what I mean? So there's a whole great migration aspect to trying to figure out, make our connection to a direct connection to slavery. If you um. If you're living out here on the West Coast, then that's what you're basically saying. Uh, most likely, you are the sons and daughters of the Great Migration going west. Okay, I, in particular, you know, I'm from uh, Champaign, Illinois. That's downstate from uh, Chicago. I am a son, and I am a son of the Great Migration coming from the South. Okay, so yes. Another thing is too what I have found out too, and I, I I'm just only making a suggestion. Okay. I took the ancestry test and I found, you know, my lineage going back all the way down, you know, through uh, West Africa as well, Greg. So that's a starting point because one of the things that's going to have to be determined is lineage because that's what they voted on as far as lineage, not race-based. Okay, so, you know, people from the uh, Western Hemisphere, you know, from the Caribbeans, uh, the Bahamas, you know, those, those certain islands and uh, Cuba, uh they wouldn't necessarily be uh, uh, eligible for these type of uh, reparations the way task force has set it up. And remember that passed by a slim margin, you know, between race based and lineage. Lineage mm -hmm. went out five four, you know, mm -hmm. through, the, through the members. So that's one of the things that they're going to have to determine as far as you know who is eligible and how they can prove their eligibility. Mm -hmm. And they they're, they're coming up with ways right now. They have a five member panel right now um, of experts, mostly eco uh, economists, to try to determine uh, and put together some parameters. And, and as I forget what some of them was like a think, not a think tank, but a, it's, it's like a hub to, find, you know, to submit identification, you know, lineage, uh, you know, all the way back to your grandparents who were slaves, who were brought here mm -hmm. as slaves. So that's one of the other things that they have to determine since they didn't came to the lineage part. And I think they're going to get to that because they got some really great minds. They already would testify. They testified in a few of these meetings. Mm -hmm. One of them is William Darity. Uh, I don't, I don't know if you had mentioned him early up in your show and stuff. Uh, who has written a lot, a few books on uh, reparations, and he came up with a number, something like fourteen trillion. Well, it might be more than that right now. Okay, mm -hmm. but uh, and he has some thoughts about connecting yourself with your past so you can, you know, make sure that you get the reparations as well. So that's where they're at in this next step. It's going to be pretty interesting how they do that. Uh, but I do think they have some great minds, you know, to pull that off. What, what's this uh, task force panel is trying to do? They're trying to get it right. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I said it before, you know, the rest of the world, the rest of the country is looking at this and see if this could be a blueprint for the federal level of uh, reparations. So right now with California starting at the lineage part, there was a lot of people upset about the race-based part, but uh, there has to be some decisions made and the task force, they understood that because they grappled with that for hours uh, back in February. Uh, mm -hmm. Matter of fact, they postponed the meeting in February and they made the vote in March, as you already know, Greg. Mm -hmm. Then that's when they came up with the lineage. And I won't mm -hmm. say one last thing, too, because of the race-based thing. I don't think other people from the rest of the country understand. It's like, hey, why are you uh, not including everybody? Mm -hmm. Well, California had these certain laws that they have to uh, abide by. And one of them mm -hmm. is Proposition 209. Okay. Yes. All right. Which, you know, pretty much uh, demantled, dismantled uh, affirmative action here in the state. So mm -hmm. what the experts were telling them before they made this vote, we would have a better shot at uh, uh, litigating lineage than we would race-based because mm -hmm. of certain, these certain uh, laws that we have here in California. And Proposition mm -hmm. 209, if you vote for race-based, that's the first thing that you, that's the first obstacle you have to face. So that's why they went with the lineage 
uh, side of things. So, you know, if your family was, you know, uh, uh, um, was property, shadow, shadow slavery uh, back in the 19th century, you know, after slavery, you would be eligible at this at, the, at this point. OK, if, if we invite everybody in there, you know, Proposition 209, which uh, was brought back and it was shot down again about the, uh, the voters, that's going to present a problem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So reparations, all right. So they've got a, they've got their work to do. That's what uh, what I hear for sure. And it's good to hear that they have, you know, great minds attached to this very serious business. I know Dr. Shirley Weber. You know, yeah, she's the Secretary of State in the state of California and a formerly former Assembly member. Uh, I remember her on the campus of San Diego State University. You know, she is definitely, you know, that woman in terms of economic and deep study and what can happen. And I'm glad that she was able to advance this bill to create the task force. And I'm glad that they, you know, would go through uh, with a a study, you know, and, and our history as Black people in California is... It's different than uh, our brothers and sisters down, to, you know, down south, you know. And you're right, redlining all of these things. We had a professor on here. He, uh, we just learned recently about his passing, but he has a study about sundown towns, and we had yes. him on here. And I think he was from yes. Champaign, Champaign, Illinois, too. Okay, and, and uh, yes. so my hometown. He. he um, you know, he he's, he did this whole study, and you would be surprised the communities that, you know, had ordinances that, you know, if you were, you could be arrested if you were found in the town after sundown, you know, and Inglewood is one of them, you know, Torrance, all these types of, of places all across, uh, across the state. And, you know, I wonder if those types of restrictions back in the day would be folded into their equation as they disc- you know try to figure out okay what are rep- what do reparations look like they, you know they did have a discussion too and i and i, I want to uh, preface the fact that uh, one of our former writers uh quincy lagarde she she was the one uh first wrote about those uh california sundown towns you know what i mean <laughs> you know in some of these places of uh after five or six o'clock if he was caught there yeah you would be arrested or or injured worse. or something like that. It was something's yeah, going to yeah, problem. Yeah. But uh, uh, yes, that that is one of the things that has been folded into the discussion. How they how they will approach that, Greg, uh, is yet to uh, to be seen at this at this point. But I'm pretty sure they will uh, address that in the uh, proper moment because people, <laughs> you know, at least what I understand, you know, everybody you know thought that. It, well, it is on the books that California was a free state. You know, mm-hmm, you should be able to mm-hmm. do whatever thing that you want to do. But that wasn't the case. Okay, mm-hmm. what? Uh, the Fugitive Slave Act didn't go into effect until 1852. Mm-hmm. Well, at that point, they were already bringing slaves from the deep south state because they were mining for gold up here about 40, 50 miles from uh, north of, uh, uh, east of uh, Sacramento, but they were bringing their slave, you know, for the manpower. Mm-hmm. Okay. And later on, you know, it's like, well, you, you can't do that. You know, I'm out here mining by myself. And you got you got two or three people that can do this stuff day and night, all day, you know, just give them a water break, and that's it. But I'm I'm out here by myself doing this. So that they pass that was one of the reasons why they passed that law. But slavery has existed beyond that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, uh, I just wanted to uh just bring it up to you know, uh bring Sacramento in focus too, mm-hmm. because uh there's a family here. Uh Actually, like three families, but I'll start with uh, uh, the Burgess family. Okay, mm-hmm. they own land where they struck gold at in 1848, uh, and they were able. The, the their, their great grandfather was brought here as a slave. Okay, he was free, and later on he accumulated a little wealth and he bought some land. Well, somehow back in the 1930s and 1940s, okay, just like a Bruce Beach uh, mm-hmm. movie mm-hmm. all over again, mm-hmm. uh, they were able to take his land by eminent domain, okay? And this is beautiful up there, okay? These people could have been ranchers, okay? They could have been uh, vintners, you know, own wineries and, and things like that. Generational wealth yeah. that was taken from them. So I I, I do want to uh, bring that up too. But it, Yeah, you know, so many stories, man, in, in, in California. I mean, 
Um, when I, I worked at a bank before I got into the industry, when I first fresh out of the Marine Corps, you know, and, uh, I worked in the foreclosure department and, you know, when you would get ready to foreclose on a home, you know, you're pulling all of the original documents and all that. And among those documents would be your covenants, conditions, and restrictions. And you would be surprised with how many communities that are now, you know, Asian, uh, Latino, African American that had, you know, restrictions on that you no Negro shall occupy this except in a domestic cap capacity. You know, no Mexicans, no Asian. I mean, this is really something, man. You know how these like I, I bet you people in the home you're in right now. I bet you go pull all of those original documents. You would probably find that if your home was built. You know, yeah. Sometimes you have older homes and stuff like that, right? So it was really, really something to see that they would go to that extent, you know, to 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 um, block, you know, to block us from being for to block equity is what I'm saying. Is and it's really yes. Mm -hmm. and it does, there's another one too, Greg. I just want to mention this. I want your listeners to understand this, okay? Because I, I I found this through the uh, task force meeting while we're on this subject, okay? Mm -hmm. um, South of Oakland, uh, the community of Hayward. It's like ten miles uh, south of Hayward. Okay, mm -hmm. there was a there was a town there called Russell City. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps—you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It was known through the years, you know, they used to have a lot of blues festival. Okay. But when people were getting redlining and uh, eminent domain were taking, you know, taking over in cer certain problems in the San Francisco Bay. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is where they moved to. So this is like a community of 1,400 people. Okay. Basically black, indigenous, uh, people of color. Uh, but mainly uh, black folks, okay? They had their own homes. It was a little farming community, basically. And 1961, Hayward's like, well, we want to build an industrial park here, okay? And it's kind of close to the sea, so it's a nice, beautiful area, okay? We want that community. They wiped that whole community out back in the wow. 1960s, okay? Wow. Wiped the whole community out. Came back. Knocked down all the buildings, all the structures and stuff, and took over it. So it's now, today it's an industrial park, okay? This is just some of these things that you know exactly what you're talking about, you know, from your experience in the, in the, in the banking industry that has been going on for a lot of years that almost like a secret, you know, that people don't understand, okay? I've learned all of this through these California Task Force reparation meetings, you know, and, and thank goodness, you know, I've been in a position to dwell into it as far as reporting through California black media to stay right on top of it because the mainstream media, they report on the medians before and afterwards. I'm going right through it. I'm plowing right through all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'm yeah. going back and looking at all of this stuff and bringing it back to you so I can talk to you on your radio show. Man, I mean, and it's important because, you know, we need to know, man. We need to know, the, <laughs> you know, we need to know the meat of the matter here. It's important so history. Yeah, so you know, I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, I'm I'm just running through my mind just so many, you know, one thing that has perplexed me is, okay, so there's a movement in California in some spaces, and I don't know if you've seen it in your communities up there in Northern California, but there's a movement sometimes to rename schools, right? So schools are named after like California governors that now when you go back, the record shows that they were crazy racist, you know, in their official capacity as governor of the state. And so there's been a, a movement to... Um, there's been a movement to to doggone and remove their names. And one name that always trips me out because in, the, in LA, there's just a lot of people. So David Starr Jordan, right? There's Jordan High School. 
<clears throat> Jordan Downs projects. There's Jordan High School in LA, Jordan High School in Long Beach. You know, it's probably Jordan High School. There's parks and everything. But when you and he was the first president of Stanford University. Wow. When you go back and study, okay, well, what made him who he was, it was because he was the leading eugenicist of the time. His doctrine of eliminating black people through population control and you know it's called eugenics you can study it and at the time he as white society was trying to figure out what to do about their negro problem this is a popular school of thought this is serious business you guys this is when we're talking about population control it's documented it's not me just sitting here being all emotional it's, it's history you can see this is american history so david star jordan was one of the most prominent voices in this movement of how to control the population of black and brown people and quite honestly, it was a in, in his day, it was very popular. And I'm going to go on and tell you all that when they founded Planned Parenthood, that is one of the pillars that it was founded on was eugenics. And they've, I guess, evolved now to where they're more helpful. But, you know, people need to need to study. But I say those types of stories because in this reparations consideration, it seems to me like the task force would have to think about, okay, who do we name our, you know, our institutions after, you know, how, who do we honor in the state and how harmful is it? Uh, just like now, you know, the, the Indians, the, the, the native in, indigenous people, they get in theirs with their casinos and whatnot, aren't they? Yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> Especially around here in Sacramento. I mean, we got Red Hawk, we got uh, Thunder Valley, uh, Cache Creek, Okay, all that's sitting on a, a reservation, uh, uh, indigenous people's land and stuff. And um, getting back to what you said, uh, they have changed a couple uh, names around here already. Schools, uh, really, uh, one in particular right here in South Sacramento, it was called Gaty, uh, uh, Gaty Middle School, I believe. Okay, now Gaty Middle School was named. We didn't know until way after, until, you know, I guess some people brought it to uh, the Sacramento Unified School District uh, attention that Gady was part of this uh, uh, population reducement thing, mm -hmm. situation that you're talking about. He was a German, though, mm -hmm. okay? So, you know, this was around the time when Hitler was running things, okay? This was actually a name on a school, <laughs> okay? Well, they replaced that name with uh, Rosa Parks. I'm here. Okay, I, 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 my screen storm. So then we placed that name with uh, Rosa Parks Brig, uh in, in in that capacity. So what are you talking about? Uh, th that's another thing that the reparation uh, committee uh, has to consider too, as far as you know, what what, what are you going to do? You know about these educational uh, institutions that uh, was really you know had their name had these type of names blasted all over everyone, and it was like. A look, a look, look down and on, you know, on people like we mm -hmm. we're in control. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, people need to know that that course of study was very prominent among the academic, you know, communities. Like what you're talking about, this is the time right right before Hitler. And I have, as I went deeper into my research in this in this space, because it was just amazed me that we have so many David Star Jordan monuments, if you will. And he was just this leading, you know, eugenicist. And as I started studying it, I learned that at the founding of the Nazi party, they weren't always this vilified institution. There were a large, a lot of white Americans of the day were with it. You know what I'm saying? And the academic premise to the activities of the Nazi party in Germany were, 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 germinated, if you will, through the writings of people like David Starr Jordan, this person you're talking about, this whole movement of academics on the West Coast that um, were, were promoting this population control 
notion through eugenics and and the science of it and you know that that that's documented man you can see those connections and and then whatever happened you know all of a sudden the nazis became the enemy but at first it wasn't like that <laughs> no it wasn't uh, right. it, it's just it's just remarkable that you know we you know you obviously you know you've been educated on this too that there's so much stuff out there that a lot of our people don't know that really affect us as things such as this too because i mean that's crazy okay it, it was almost like um the lost cause in the deep south okay after they lost you know they started putting all these monuments all over the place to leave all these figures around here as if you know they they won something okay and the confederate basically lost that they did lose that war okay and you got these war criminals <laughs> you know you ride into these little southern towns they got these big statues of these war criminals you know who are trying to control uh, 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 an institution that they really believed in you know such as as slavery okay you know with the 11 states succeeding you know, from, from the union and stuff and it's still going on it's mm -hmm. way out here on the west coast okay and that's basically what that is it sounds so much about you know that lost cause quote unquote lost cause thing that oh, no matter, okay, they feel like they, they won when they lost too. So if, if you understand what I'm saying, mm -hmm, it's crazy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Hey, Tony, you might have knocked your microphone out a little bit. I can oh. hear you, but it's changed. It's changed up all this little. Okay, let me see if there I can. There you go. Nope. Okay, all right. Is that better? That's better. Yeah, yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, Sorry yeah. about that. Hey, right. no worries. Um, you know, you're absolutely right. And, and um, man, I, I, I'm just really curious. Now, let me ask you this. Now, these reparation task force, uh, you know, that seems like an important hearing if we wanted to be able to view it. How do we do that? I mean, it's, uh, it's almost like they don't. Well, I know we don't hear. Well, let me say. Well, I guess we would. We do hear it when we read our local uh, black media. We yeah. See, okay, Antonio Ray Harvey, you telling yes. us where, where, what? Okay, okay. So, okay. where can uh, we see the uh, the the hearings? All right, right now that you know that's 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 one of the issues they're going to talk talk about this afternoon. They have been having a communication problem. They did hire. Uh, two communication firms and uh, UCLA Bud Center to uh, handle the public relations so they can get the message out, you know, uh, and the language out so everybody can understand what's going on. That has not been happening, but I think that's going to be settled today. Uh, normally what I do, you know, because a lot of this stuff I have to do my own uh, footwork, it, I, I go to the uh, California Department of Justice page and click on the California uh, Task Force Reparation and it, it, it provides a lot of the information about about the meetings, but it hasn't been going well in 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 that aspect of uh, trying to connect community to what what they're doing, and they're doing some great things. I have to admit, they don't all agree with each other, but that's what this is all about. But people need to understand that because when it when they do submit these reports, people are like, well, why did I know why? You know, and you have a chance to voice your opinion about uh, some of these certain issues, if they affect you or someone else or your family and stuff. So mm -hmm. the communication part, is, uh, they really have to uh, come down on that and, uh, and get these uh, get these communication firms in line so they can get these messages out. But at this point, the best thing that I can tell you is please go to the Department of Justice, California Department of Justice page, and they will be able to uh, uh, Somehow, assist you. They have numbers and websites that you can try to reach out to people to get these things. That, that's about to be handled today, though. You know. All right. And let me see. Let me see. So you said this is the like the attorney general right here, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, no, California attorney general. To find I'm gonna put the link in the uh, in the chat for everybody to check it out. You can see. The um, you'll be able to see who the members are of this um, task force that says the task force for study was well, task force to study and develop. What my computer? Come on now. Yeah, this is good, Rob Bonta. Okay, this is yes. the task force 
to, to study and develop reparation proposals for African Americans. There it is. And they do streamline the meetings too, so there should be a, a link on that for today. Okay. today. Matter of fact, they're in session right now, and they'll be in session till five o'clock today. It's the um, second day of a, a, a two-day meeting, mm -hmm. which is uh, also is uh, going on at the uh, Third Baptist Church in uh, mm -hmm. San Francisco. And, and once again, I just want to for the listeners, you know, just the first in-person meeting that they have. They have been having virtual meetings ever ever since uh, last June, but this is the first mm -hmm. in-person meeting. Uh, mm -hmm. that they had had out of the night meeting. So it's pretty much a historical uh, two-day meeting. Mm -hmm. Now that multi-trillion dollar figure that you mentioned <laughs> earlier, uh, so is that just in California or or you say estimated? No, I, I, I'm glad you brought that back up too. That was uh, out of one of William Darity's uh, books that he had oh, with see. his uh, wife, uh, Kirsten uh, Mullins. That 1400 I'm sorry. Yeah. Fourteen trillion dollars was on the federal level. I they see. working on the numbers for California. Okay, mm -hmm. and at this point, they said you know it ex exceeds the budget. <laughs> but yeah. we'll I'll get into numbers uh, later on when I have a, a more concise idea of how they're going to um, calculate calculate uh, uh, the thirteen harms. They have something like thirteen harms right now, and they're going to calculate each harm. Okay, they're going to go by each. 13 harm, and there could be some more harms that they're going to, uh, and atrocities that they're going to add to it, and then they'll come to that number. It, it's going to be up there. It's going to be way up there, because we're talking about what California has, uh, a black population of 2.6 million, uh, million people here, and I think they curved it down to like 2 million people here who are actually African Americans. Mm -hmm. So, it's a lot of work to, you know, uh, they have to deal with, and those numbers had to come close to those uh the population numbers so uh yeah because now I mean I mean you know you have the immigrant community who from Africa and the Caribbean and everything the diaspora is here you know and there's some a lot of intersections so you know I you know I mean I guess you put your best foot forward but it seems almost insurmountable to trace American descendants of slaves sorry. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, uh, and you just you just hit it on it too. That was one of the issues uh, before they uh, voted on the lineage and the race-based aspect uh, of the meeting. Now, of course, the, you know they uh, want the uh, lineage route that these particular uh, communities uh, within the black community. Uh, how are they going to be affected? Where are they going to be able to uh, uh, be compensated as well? And those those discussions are still going on. It's going to continue to go on. Uh, I, you know, I'm not no expert in, in, in these fields and I don't try to provide my, uh, my, uh, uh, opinions. You know, I try to be objective and, 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 and opposed to, uh, be a subjective. I'm just hoping that the, uh, nine member panel, uh, get it right because, mm -hmm. you know, we're, this is a, a panel that's made of uh, attorneys, um, uh, people in education, higher education and, uh, yeah, they just uh, we're just looking forward to them to get it right. Uh, all right, and, and it's a lot of bases to cover, and there's a lot of work that's being done between the meetings too, Greg. So mm -hmm. let's just hope that they get there. It's going to get pounded, okay? They're going to hammer. They're going to come with. They're going to come after this with every thing that they got full force, okay? So let's just hope that these that this group. That they can get it right. Nobody's going to be happy about it. Okay, mm. all right, and that's what they were telling. I mean, and and you mentioned a great lady in uh, Secretary of uh, State uh, Shirley Shirley Weber. Okay, because she is like, look, I understand. All I'm concerned, all she was concerned about when she wrote this bill was what happened to us in slavery. Okay. Yes, there was this thing that was going on in Cuba and the Bahamas and mm. you know and the other, you know, these these other Caribbean islands mm. in the Western Hemisphere. She said if it comes down to that, we can help them write a bill. Okay. Mm. Even with the British colonies too. Mm. Uh we can help them write a bill. The only thing that she was concerned about is about what happened to us during slavery and after slavery and how mm. it affected after slavery and stuff. So mm. 
when they come to that point, when they get to these things, then I hope they do. They try to, you know, cover every stone that they can and address these things because these questions are going to be coming up because they will be coming after them. Hopefully, they will get it right in some aspect at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in the midst of a cultural revolution as we, everybody has gone through the last two years or, or more. We've had the pandemic. We've had racial reckoning with uh, our all of the aspects of our social justice, our uh, dealing with the police, just on and on and on. And so I think across the world, the diaspora is in an aspect of cultural revolution here. We are exploring reparations in the state of California. You mentioned the Caribbean. It's uh, Prince William and Kate Middleton were in Jamaica. And publicly, the president, the prime minister of Jamaica is like, you know what? We're tired of being in the British Commonwealth. You know, we're going to go for it to be uh, a republic. And we want reparations from the crown for yep. trade and all of that. We've already seen the nation of Barbados say, you know what? We are out Britain. You know, we're no longer a part of the crown. We want to stand on our own. I know Trinidad, Tobago, They there's a, a, a strong conversation in that nation of doing the same thing uh, over in Africa on the continent. You're seeing so many um, nations making moves to break away from their colonist past. And this is uh, this is powerful, a worldwide cultural revolution. How do we fix our, how do we um, relieve ourselves from these supremacist systems? How do we get compensated and how do we move on in the future? Yeah, a lot of those answers have to be answered. You are right. That is, uh, that, and that's really big. I mean, yes, there is a cultural re- revolution that's going on, Greg. And that we pretty much all align in uh, the same issues, of course, because mm-hmm. we're all connected. I mean, we're all black people, okay? No matter you know where we come from, you know, the Western Hemisphere, you know, North America, uh, and parts of Central uh, America, uh, as as I have studied, you know, with the Brazilians. And El Salvador and all in those places, uh, but everybody's woke yeah, <laughs> right yeah. now. Okay, yeah. with some of the things going on. I mean, I know we do have a, a thing stirring up, you know, with the war going on with the Ukrainians and and, and the Russians and stuff. But at least on our end, we're we're, we're woke. Okay, yeah. and it, it is a tough time right now. Okay, and this all boils down, you know, to to racism. Okay, mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. we didn't ask to be here, but we're here. Okay, now I'll repeat something else that Weber said. Okay, when she go visit those uh, countries in Africa, okay, where they're having a cultural revolution, as you said. Okay, well, when she's done there, she come back to America. There's no place that she can go, you know, put up her, you know, uh, set up camp in a town that she came back or a country that she came back in, in Africa. She has to come back here. Okay. Because her lineage was cut off from Africa. So America, the United States of America, that's where you're from. That's where you dwell. That's where you are. Okay. So we have to consider those type of things too when we're talking about this uh, cultural re- revolution. Uh, we want everybody to be straight. We do. Okay. Uh, you know, you, you're trying to find out about your background. I'm still trying to find out about my background. I'm still trying to find out about my background right here on this soil. Okay, that's why I work. Right? It kind of gets cut off, doesn't it? You know? Yes, yes. Like you get that ancestry.com and then all of a sudden crickets. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you get yeah. back to the 50s, 40s, yeah. you know, then you're like, uh, where are my people? <laughs> and that's the question. You know, yeah. I always got this thing too. It's just a personal thing. It's like, who am I? Who am I? I know who am I, but who am I? And that's a question right there. That is a central question. Now, for me, uh, I have been dedicating, you know, all of our work now is all about building a bridge of music, arts, and culture with Africa and African America. And you're absolutely right. Born and raised right here. Well, I'm from San Diego. You know what I mean? And, you know, my folks are down in Texas and, and however far I can go back, I'm, I'm on the search because I'm trying to figure it out. But I did my ancestry and I know that my lineage is from Cameroon, West Africa. 
mm-hmm. uh, when I began to, you know, uh, organize tour groups to Africa, I was just amazed at so many of the similarities. And and from the time, my very first time when I stepped off the plane and everybody looks like me, you know, there's, yes. a, there's a spiritual fulfillment there. And um, what I want to do when, um, when I'm, when you say, who am I? I would love to know the person who left those shores of Cameroon or wherever in West Africa and went through those slave dungeons on the ships and survived to get here to the United States. I need to know who that G was because <laughs> they were a G. <laughs> and they were some of the, probably some of the strongest people that you will ever meet in yeah. it, you know, in this existence because they made it. Okay. Yeah. Was yeah. about five, six, 10 million people who yeah. were part of the transatlantic uh, slave trade. Okay, yes. a lot of them did not make it. A lot of them like ended their lives. Like I don't know, I'm going, I'm taking my life. I'm jumping off this boat right now right. and stuff. Right. Well, whoever they were, Mr. Johnson. Okay, whoever that family on your list was, they were some strong yeah. princes and kings and queens and yeah. you, you know what I mean? Because they they made it here. Okay, yeah. they would, came here in shackles, but that was strongest of the strongest. Okay, right, right. right. Wow. <sighs> okay, so well, much, Tony. Look, man, I thank you so much for coming on with coffee oh. conversations. We're gonna have to make this a regular right here. This is really yes. good, you know. Well, as I said, I'm you know I'm going to cover this definitely with the uh, reparations uh, mm-hmm. up and down, on and off, left and right until it, it until it is. As you already know, I, I do cover a lot of uh, issues uh, as far as uh, public policy and uh, politics here at the Capitol that concern our community our black mm-hmm. community. So I'm always, you know, open to uh come back to talk about anything. Uh, I met Greg. your mayor yesterday. Uh Steinberg. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I saw Steinberg. Yes. I met him. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, you know of course, you know, we're on first name basis and everything like that. So you know, I'm, I'm pretty aware of him, you know, because I cover city government as well too. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> He's doing a lot of things these days, though, but it's just pretty inter- interesting, though. It's, um, Kevin Johnson came off the basketball court and came to be y'all's mayor, and now he's a restaurateur. Right. I know he opened up a uh, restaurant, uh, fixes down in the, uh, uh, what's that, uh, LA Live? Live, yeah. Let me, let me, he has one here in his home, uh, in his uh, old neighborhood, uh, Oak Park neighborhood here in Sacramento. That's the first fixing. He has some like three or four businesses in this right. area. But uh, I'm going to tell you, Fixin's got some great soul food, folks. If you want to come, you know, we don't have that many uh, restaurants up here in Sacramento. And okay, and if they have one down there in LA, if you get a chance, check it out. Because the brother, he, he's the main chef. He, he put together a nice little package, a nice little menu. That food is good. I just wanted to bring that up. I'm not trying to be a commercial. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Good stuff. Good, good. good. So we're all about the cultural tips, you know. Man, <laughs> you know, good stuff. Hey, you know what, y'all? If you missed this, it's on our page, Coffee Conversations with Greg J. Get it, get it, get it. Uh, go over to YouTube and like and subscribe the page. We need that. We're working on our YouTube game, but it is uh, on uh, several pages across Facebook. Uh, we're over on LinkedIn. We're on YouTube. Uh, you, we're going to repurpose the audio uh, so that you can hear it wherever you get your favorite podcast. And that is just look it up. Coffee Conversations with Greg J. We're on all the different platforms, Apple, Spreaker, Google. Just We're just out there. We're trying to do this thing, you know, and uh, we're looking at culturally relevant topics from a global perspective. You know, uh, Tony, we had um, we had a journalist on uh, earlier this week from uh, the South Africa Broadcast Corporation. Okay. And, uh, right. So uh, Sister Nomsa Ibdulumi, a good friend of mine there, and she's, you know, presenting news, writing news yes. for television, newspapers, and radio, and um, big you know, big journalists. And so we were comparing the, so like the war in Ukraine, you know, the big news over there is in South Africa. They're like, okay, you know, United States wants us to be so, you know, 
about the Ukraine, but Russia is the one who, you know, sanctioned the apartheid government, who supported us and all that. So why should we go against them? You know, it's a really a deep perspective, right? Right. This. And she was saying how, you know, the politicians may say that, but they have to remember back when they did that, Ukraine was part of the Soviet Union. You know? That is true. Yeah, that is true. it's very, very deep stuff. So, yes. uh, man, it'd be good to have a roundtable with you and Nomsa and a few other folks. Well, I would love that. Orders. I would love that. I would love yeah. that. That's, that's pretty interesting. I'm glad, you know, that's some of the things that we don't hear about, okay? Mm-hmm. But somebody from, you know, that part of the world had to bring it back to our attention. I would love to be a part of that. Yeah, 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 right? <laughs> I would love to have a seat at that table, Greg. Yes, sir. You got a deal. All right, y'all. Make it the best day ever. We got, oh, don't forget, we're doing the Creative Economy series. You know, we're exploring Blacks in classical music and the creative economy. Listen, as we go through this recovery, no matter where you are right now, in America, right? Your city is going through a strenuous recovery plan right now, trying to get back onto our feet. On top of that, you got your president talking about build back better and all of this whole thing. And as all of these dollars are flowing around, make sure that your community is taking a small piece of that dollar and investing in arts and culture in your community. This is essential. We need our arts. We need our culture. This promotes tourism in your city. This promotes community goodwill. And, in, in a, you know, in the Black community, we need, our, we need our arts and culture. Support your plays. Support your musical, support your symphonies, your choirs, your performing arts organizations, your dance organizations, because we need your venues. We need a thriving arts community in order to be strong. That's my soapbox for today. Make it a great day. Peace and blessings.